0: Hello and welcome to the Henrietta Christian Fellowship Podcast. The notes for the sermons featured here can be found at our website, henriettacf.org. Also, on Android or iOS mobile devices, you can find them on the Uversion app. Just click on Search for Live Events and enter our zip code, 14543. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. doing better than it was when i left which is a good thing uh had one flight where i got there and uh, they got there late and i had like 15 minutes to run from one gate to another gate at the other end of the terminal and it's like ah but you run anyway all right and uh you know i got there and and realized the flight was actually delayed about 25 minutes and so i was going to be okay you know and i sat down i thought i really didn't have to run but you know as i sat down and settled in the pain started going away in my knee And, uh, anyways, uh, and it it has been kind of a turning point, and, uh, so anyways, um, uh, just, you know, getting better, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I'm still not ready to go jazz band dancing, but I mean, you know, but I can, I can walk without pain, and that sort of thing, which is, is, you know, some progress, and, uh, so, uh, Let's see. So, yeah, so so I basically got over there, and, uh, you know, on the way over, I always, you know, you always pray for opportunities for ministry, right? So I get on the flight to Amsterdam, and I think the opportunity for ministry was for me to just be able to pray and, you know, get in the word and that sort of thing, because the guy sitting next to me, I think, must have been a monk or something, because I I got on the plane, I said hello to him, he grunted, that was the last sound he made for seven and a half hours, Uh, you know, never said hello, never, (laughs) just nothing, so anyways, I'm thinking, well, okay, so that was supposed to be alone time for just me and Jesus, I guess, so, but, and on the way back, we kind of got the the backswing of that, and got a a lady that was, uh, just really wanted to talk about life, and so, she was a believer, but, you know, had an opportunity to encourage her to, to greater and better, and that was good, uh, but the time in Ukraine was, was powerful and special. I arrived in uh, in Budapest. Actually, we go in through Budapest, Hungary. And um, anyways, since so I was greeted by uh, the wife of the a man who did the artwork for the uh, plaque on the wall there commemorating the dedication of the building that I was over there for. And uh, anyways, uh, she told me there's been a change of plans. We're going straight to Makachevo. I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I think that's going to get us there, like, you know, really late, you know. So anyways, we got there about 2 in the morning. But So we took a train, uh, which was an hour late, of course. You know, that's, the, you know, the, but it had never been late before, apparently. So, uh, you know, you know there's resistance, and so that's that's a good sign. And uh, so we, we, we get to McCatchville about 2 in the morning, and I'm thinking, they're going to put me in a hotel. They are not taking me to these people's home. And sure enough, they took me to their home, and they were up and waiting for me. And I was like, okay, so they want to know if I wanted to get something to eat. You know, when I go to Ukraine, people ask me how I'm doing when I'm over there, and I say, doing well, eating like a hobbit. Those of you who know hobbits understand hobbits have first breakfast, second breakfast, third breakfast, you know, and and that sort of thing. And uh, so they're just constantly wanting (laughs) you to eat. And I say, I have two agreements with my wife. Come home in one piece and still fit in the clothes she (laughs) sent me in. (laughs) So, you know, uh, you know, so that's my polite way of only eating a little each time. So, but uh, anyway, so we got there, and so the next day was basically just kind of, you know, get caught up from a little bit of jet lag and that sort of thing and greet people and, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. But then uh, Friday uh, they, they told me, oh, you, you'll go to Svalyava. Now, Svalyava is like in the foothills of the, of the Carpathian Mountains. It's a place that I've been to uh, a few times before. And uh, it's the place, I always tease, you've got to be a good preacher in Svalyava because it was uh, some sort of nightclub or something like that. And they have the most amazing hand-carved wooden ceiling. I mean, it's intricate beyond your wildest imaginations. And just, uh, like this, you know, like that. I said, boy, if anybody you're preaching to ever looked at the ceiling, you're done. <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> just, you know, be and so, but it's, a, it's this church of people that, man, do they love God. You know, but, uh, but they are also far enough into the west where, you know, they're, they're also beginning to see some of the refugees that are coming from the, the far east. You know, so that you understand what's going on there. And I've gone there, I've seen it, and, and I, can, I can tell you firsthand, you know, basically the, the eastern side of the country you know, along the, the su- southeast corner there, uh, Kremia, Lukansk uh, and uh, a few other, you know, places down through here, in Donetsk, and that, you know, the, these are contended for areas, and there's a lot of conflict there, and it's it's just chaos, okay, uh, in those cities, but, you know, once you get out of there, you know, basically, and you s- as you start moving your way west, even, even by Kiev, which is kind of central Ukraine, I mean you know the people there are not really experiencing this and uh when you get to the west that's where the people that that are leaving the east are going to to get a new start but they're starting off with nothing i mean literally coming with the clothes on their back and just just coming and uh so you know so th- in Svalyova i met my first uh, refugee and so i so i you know i preached a word to them and uh you know and th- these people i mean you just I'm spoiled rotten over there a little bit because I mean, like you know, when you c- it's like literally people sitting on the edges of their seats. Okay, I mean they're just they're just so hungry, you know, for for this word because it's it's a country that has experienced so much oppression and uh, you know over the the, the 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 centuries really, and it's like these churches are are alive, you know. And so I just want you to understand it's really uh, you know what a, and so I went up there and so at the end of the service the pastor says. Please, uh, you know, pray for people. He says, okay. So he starts bringing people up to me to pray for and everything and just laying hands on the sick and, uh, you know, and healing's taking place, all right? And so uh, the one, though, that, they that again, you, you, you go and you pray and you don't hear anything for a year, and then you come back and uh, they said, remember this man who fell off the roof? I said, well, yeah, it was a while ago. And he says, yeah, you pray for him. And he says, you know, and they say he will never walk, you know, uh, now he's walking. You know, and so anyways, so that just, you know, to see these these things happen and uh they're not just, you know, medical miracles because, you know, medical delivery system there as my friend who <laughs> went to the clinic. Well you didn't you didn't go to the hospital, you went to the clinic, right? Clinicy hospital y kind of thing. Yeah, okay, okay <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I mean it's it's just yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not you know, it's it's you know, so anyways, trust me, you know, they are trusting God for healing and they see healings. And so, you know, so I uh, just and just the pastor there. Uh, you know, basically, uh, he he's uh, Victor. Uh, you know, he he's somebody where I, I watched him grow up through and become the pastor of this church and everything. And it's just the the relationship is just it's just a powerful thing. Uh, he is so encouraged, you know, because they put out the invitation half expecting you're not going to be able to make it, you know. And and when you come, you know, just just the edification just that you came just that you came that you have the word of God and that the word of God happens to be exactly what they needed you know that's even more encouraging you know that the people are prayed for and people get answers you know even more powerful on top of it so the next morning the reason for which uh, we traveled uh, you know uh, they they dedicated this building in uh Mukachevo Ukraine uh the it's it's a beautiful structure that has taken a, a really long time to build uh probably about 18 years in the building and uh you know, a lot of people gave very generously, you know, to the building of this uh, this beautiful church building. Uh, but they got to the place where, base, you know, the funds had come, the funds had been used very, very effectively, but it wasn't finished. Now, please to understand in Ukraine, um, when I first started going there, they had karbovenets karbovenets became virtually worthless, okay? Uh, and it, it was kind of cute to my mind the the abbreviation for Karbovenitz was was coupons. And that's about what their money was worth, coupons, one-tenth of a cent, you know. I mean, it was, uh, you know, literally. uh, I mean, I remember going into a store and I saw some little thing I wanted to take home for Sue, And I said, how much is this? Uh, 1.6 million coupons. It was like, you know, $38. Okay, so I mean, you know, just to, to understand that, I mean, it's like how, and then they, so they had to come up with a new system. So they came up with, the hryvna, which is the current currency. And I found out they now have old hryvna and new hryvna, and they won't take the old hryvna. I had some old hryvna with me. They didn't want them. So anyways, but uh, when I first, what was that? Yeah, that's it. So anyways, the, uh, but what it was is when I first started going with that, four and a half hryvna to the dollar. Just so you can understand, today it is 21 and a half to the dollar. Okay, I mean, they are economically, you know, really, really a struggling nation. And uh, so they're trying to finish this church, you know, at, with such an economy because most of what you need is not made in Ukraine. You know, they have to import it from a world that has a, a very different kind of economy. And so it, it took a long time, but they finished it. You know, that's the glorious part. They finished it, you know, that uh, and uh, and so time came that uh, to, to dedicate the building uh, to the Lord and. want to share this with you not as a pat on my back but i mean i hope it doesn't sound this way but it's as as instruction there are times when you know we as christians suggest we're going to do something all right and you become aware at some point this isn't likely to happen really okay because we all know happy talk you know we talk about things we're going to do but then we you know and so i took it up as a a bit of a personal kind of challenge to make sure that when this day finally came that the people, because the money was given in memory of uh, Robert Nusia Elhart, who had really, uh, you know, ministered mightily in that country, and had come from Bethel, and Bethel then, uh, when they passed away, decided they wanted to help these people get this building built. And, you know, and I thought it would be so easy for that to be forgotten. You know, and sometimes, you know, God can really use you just to see that little thing and carry it. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not fancy ministry. You know, uh, maybe people won't even notice except for the people that you're interacting with. But that it got carried through and I was able to tell their children, you know, just so you know, remember that building that was being, you know, you know built in, in memory of your folks. It happened. It's finished. They're dedicating the building. And for them to see the faithfulness of God. Because God was being faithful, the question is sometimes will we be? You know, and so sometimes just, just to be that little bit of memory. You know, you, you hear me tease about Sue. I love Sue and she is half or better of my memory okay uh you know and and, and that sort of thing you know and I, it's so nice I hope it nev- never sounds demeaning it's never intended that way but you know she she really does and so I mean what does she do I mean a fair amount of what she's going to be rewarded for in, he- in heaven is that she reminded me of all the stuff I was supposed to be doing I mean and that's okay I mean I've served in that role you know being the pr- the, the, the memory you know uh you know where you know you just remind people. And so sometimes it can be, you know, that sort of thing where just, you know, that you're that gentle reminder that doesn't let people forget the things we've said we we're going to do, you know. And so what an amazing moment. So we, w- we, we came into the service and they had an, uh, an hour of worship and uh, they have they have some amazing musicians there. The the, the leader is, is a again, internationally known violinist uh, who is just you, you've I think some of you've seen video of him. And so he's, he was leading the worship, and then then they had special music after that. They had this choir that came in and sang the Alleluia chorus in English, which I was appreciated, you know. So, anyways, uh, and, and you're knowing this is done because for, for, three of the the, the people were leading these things speak English primarily, and anyways, uh, and so just all this different special, and they sang uh, another Bach piece that's a famous one that I can't quite remember how to pronounce it. Uh, it's like Jesus, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they sang that. And uh, anyways, uh, and and so then you know, so it sort of settled out after all that into this time where they called up the, the people that were uh, that Livier Soper. OK, it was there. He's h- him and his group was one of the people who contributed. I was there representing the contribution that had come from Rochester. And then there was a guy, Glenn Brown, who was there. And so he, we all came up and we all uh, with the, the founding pastor, sir Beliuk, who those you've been around long enough have met him. Anyways, he, he, you know, so we were all up there. We, we prayed and dedicated th- this place to the Lord. And um, anyways, and then uh, so we all went back to our seats and everything. And they're, No, no, no. Come back up. Come back up. You know, so they came back up and, you know, and they, and they gave us, you know, these plaques. And, uh, and then this, this really beautiful little moment where they had these, these little girls all dressed up in the traditional Ukrainian you know, you know, dresses with the flowers in their hair and everything like that came up and gave us flowers. Well, that about melted my heart right there, just, you know, just the, the joy of, of, of all this. And you know those moments when what's going on here, it is not somebody being elevated. It's just us celebrating what God did. And that's what this was about. It was just this time of just celebrating what God had done. You know, the relationships that he built. You know, to a Ukrainian, you have to understand, buildings are fun, but relationships are so important. They're very slow to form friendships, but once they form friendships, they're, they're, they're tight, they're solid. They're, and so the, these, this, this, this group of people from all over the, the place all gathered together in this, this place just to celebrate what God has done, God's faithfulness and bringing this all to pass. And so then after that, various different people, you know, preached and that and um and so the, f- the following day uh and th- they they had the, the regular church service and i had the opportunity to preach and i'm going to share uh a fair portion of the message that i that i shared with them because i prayed and i really felt that that it was something that would be good for us to to, to be able to receive and uh and so th- and they know, if you're trying to get one more ounce of, uh, out of me, you know, tell me you've got some services at the Gypsy Church, because I will not turn down, uh, you know, ministry at the Gypsy Church. And for those of you, know, I, I, told, I was talking to somebody, they say, well, what do people think of gypsies in America? I said, I don't want to tell you this, but most people don't know that gypsies are real people in America. I said, most people in America think the term gypsy just means somebody who travels a lot, you know, and uh, doesn't have roots, you know, and uh, anyways... Uh and so I was explaining to them a little bit about that. But, yeah, they're an ethnicity. And these folk, you know, they, they primarily speak uh, Hungarian or Ram. Ram is the actual, you know, gypsy language. And so uh, whenever you minister there, it's, it's interesting because they have to translate it into, you know, from English to, to uh, Ukrainian and also to, to Hungarian. And uh, so anyways, but went there and, and ministered the same thing. And just the people who came forward just to be prayed for after the services and just the – The the, the depth of of relationship and how God works through those relationships. And if I could bring back something for you from Ukraine and minister it to you, it would be to recognize that, you know, the the vehicle, if you will, for your ministry. You know, there's no more powerful vehicle for your ministry because all of you have a ministry. All of you have a gift, you know, and the vehicle for it is relationship. You know, and to value the relationships, to make the investment, you know, in those relationships and in loving people, uh, in ways that just opens doors, uh, because you know there was people, you know, g- you know, gypsies are not real big on coming forward and talking to foreigners about their problems, okay, but man, you know, I had people, you know, right up front and just just, just praying for these people and, uh, and and just, you know, that God's going to do mighty things and uh you know but just to hear people talking about this one guy he has a family they live in a house and the house is not healthy you know i I, I think it has something to do with the fact that they've got power you know like high tension power wires like about six feet above his roof you know and so he's you know but he has no place else to live and just you know could you just pray that that, that god would help him to be able to get a new home you know uh you know other people just going through personal struggles and uh, need for healing and these sorts of things but um you know, but to go back and to to be a part of what's going on, the refugees and uh, and with this then I'll, I'll move on into th- to the word this morning, and I know we'll never get through the message I mean this this will be at least a two weeker so anyways, but um you know, there was two families that I met, and um the just so you understand, you're not going to hear this in the news too much, but uh the the lawlessness and things that are going on in the east of Ukraine is among other things you know very very anti christian you know and so these were two christian families that in essence had been targeted really you know and had lost loved ones and uh you know had lost their homes and had had come here to be safe had come to you know Zakarpattia, which is the other side of the carpathian mountains you know to 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 be safe you know and to get a new start but i mean you're talking about people who have come here and uh you know with their families and uh, who have nothing and so families are taking them in giving them a place to live people are you know collecting up food so they have something to eat uh helping them find jobs and everything like that and just helping people get uh restarted um, i never saw the conflicts but i did see the, the people in need you know a great need uh that's there and uh so so just you know let's be praying for for these folk, okay we we have a wall, and it's not just a wall. The wall represents, and we need to get new pictures. Okay, we, we, I know we've got we've been there a few times and have not updated pictures, but um, you know, just that we, you know, we have a relationship there, one that they value uh, more than I can put into words. I'm TV, uh, you know. Oh my my my, you know, he remembers, you know, the people we've brought and everything, and he's, uh, you know, he speaks. Fair amount of English, and so he's, he's he's telling me how important it is, you know, and uh, how important this relationship is, how the, how the children miss us and everything. Thing. TV, please, trust me, I understand, but I mean, you know, we're you know, we got we got to do, you know, things the right way. And anyways, but uh, you know, just um, you know, it's it's very real. Sometimes people come back from mission trips, and people, yeah, 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 everybody comes back sounding that way. I got to tell you this, it's real. You know, it can very quickly, you know, fade into sort of an unreal kind of a thing. But uh, these people, you know, love you. They pray for you. Um, they know who you are. And uh, and they, they, they always send back to me multiplied times, you know, thank yous to you for, for allowing me to, to, to go there and uh, for making it possible. I, I explained to them. I said, just so you know, I can't just say, hey, what do you think? Go to Ukraine this week? Yeah, sure, let's go to Ukraine. I, I mean, you know, that is not, you know, the, the kind of life that I live. I said, you know, basically a lot of people get together to make it possible for, for, for us to make these trips. And so I said, uh, you know, be praying, and they do. And so I, I bring their greetings. I bring their thanksgiving. Thank you for sending me to Ukraine as your missionary. <laughs> you know, I know I do this in both directions, but, uh, you know, it's it's real on both sides. And um, and I guess just want to encourage you that... Uh You know, this is one of the things that uh, when when the Lord uh, comes back and starts looking at uh, what we've done, uh, as a congregation, this is one of the things that we've done, you know, is we've made a difference, uh, not just in Mukachevo but in many cities in Ukraine. Uh, When I'm there, uh, (laughs) you know, touch from from Coralevo, you see, she talks to me like she's my mother. You know, she says, you know, it's been a long time since you've been. To, you know, if it's been more than six months, it's been a long time since you've been to Coralevo. So you're going to come and see us the next time. You know, it's like you know, just I mean, they they want you to come because the relationship is there. I do not walk into these cities and pour out money. You know, it's not about that. It's relationship. It's it's love. It's ministry. And it's what God does. You know, because we go, and so, well. How about if we do the introduction to, to what I'm going to talk to you about next week? Okay, because uh, well, there's no way, you know. So you know, I started talking about this, and and, and, and it's, it's it takes a, a right turn like a, about three sentences in, but but you know the church, you know how does God build the church? You know he, he brings people in, and first, and there's these these two parts to people joining, coming to being a part of the church. One is to join. You know, t- there's two words in the scripture. One is join, and the other one's continue. All right. And and long time ago when I was writing new church governance uh for some churches, uh, you know, I I told we it's going to be based on the Bible. We're not going to do it based on anything else. So when it came to church membership, you have to understand our American understanding of church membership has nothing to do with what the Bible's talking about, really much at all. Okay? We, we try hard to kind of, you know, fit it in, but you know, but really, what this was all about was these two things: joining and continuing. I, I was pretty hopeless. I thought we were going to have church membership, you know, at some point, but then the Lord started showing me these two words. Now you'd look, you'd overlook them in a hurry, right? Join, yeah, you know, continue, yeah, you know, it's not not exactly impressive words in the English language but particularly this word continue because to join a church you know come through the door start following the teaching give your heart to jesus you know and you've you've joined the church okay um you know in fact i was telling him that i says i I have you know lots of people that i encourage to get themselves into a church in spite of the fact they have never made a commitment for christ i said how are you ever gonna if you if you never go and listen you know come on you know and so uh just you know encouraging people but what I want to talk about is the importance of continuing this whole, you know, what does it mean to continue? And what does the scripture say about it? And, um, you know, the, uh, the, the first place that, that you come across this is in Acts 2, 38 through 42. And Peter replied, you know, this is what happens is the day of Pentecost, which, uh, uh, you know, in the American church calendar was last week. We would have celebrated that. But uh, anyways, the, uh, you know, Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost and gives the first sermon, all right? And people are convicted in their hearts understand we've sinned and they say men and brethren what shall we do and this is peter's response okay he says to them uh, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins all right and then down in verse 42 the response to this they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to breaking of bread into prayer and that word uh devoted in fact in some translations they actually t- translated "continued." they continued you know, they they de- and, and one of the meanings, you know, one of the words that's used for continuing is to be devoted. You know, to be devoted means to give your time and to give your attention to something. You know, if I'm devoted to something and you know, I say, honey, I'm really just devoted to you. And she's like, hey, let's go to lunch uh, later for that. You know, uh, you know, and it's like, well, you know, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe we could. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? All right. You know, y- you know this is not devotion. Okay. I mean, devotion, you got my time and attention, all right? And so they were devoting themselves to this. They were giving their time. They were giving their attention. You know, they were really giving their lives, you know, to what the apostles were teaching. They understood the importance of this message that was being delivered to them, not just the simple gospel, but, you know, from there, what? You know, now that I believe, what? And the, and the apostles were teaching this. And so it says they, gave, they devoted themselves, first of all, to the apostles' teaching, all right, but then to fellowship. And this fellowship that they were devoting themselves uh, was this means by which, through relationship, uh, they, uh, they they were building each other up. In fact, if you take fellowship, a noun, like, you know, this is Henrietta Christian Fellowship, and you make it into a verb, take that word fellowship, make koinonia make into a verb form, it means to make a contribution. It means to give somebody something. All right? Uh, it was used to describe... Uh, trade guilds, you know, where they would get together and they'd support each other in something that they were trying to do. And so they, they, they devoted themselves to, to fellowship, to breaking of bread. Uh, <laughs> some of you that are on, like, uh you know, gluten-free diets or things like that or trying to avoid starches have, may have had this experience. I think, Alex, you had this experience with me. You know, we, we, yeah, we, we, no, we, you weren't on a, a gluten-free diet, but we were, we were out, and you, for whatever reason, you did not want to eat bread. And anyways, and so we were at Panera Bread, and I, so I buy this, this little loaf of bread and everything, and we're sitting there at the table, and I'm trying to get you to eat some. And finally I said, Alex, I'm trying to break bread with you. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, but this, there is something that God does You know when we do this you know i mean to to share some food with one another i mean throughout cultures is something powerful one of the things that makes me you know well loved in ukraine is that i walk in and they offer you something that you've never seen before and i want to try it okay i want i want to eat with them you know i mean so you know i go to somebody's house and they bring out i remember the one time somebody brought a dish out of something that i didn't know what it was and uh, the problem at this moment was, neither did the interpreter, he says, um, I do not know, and, uh, it is uh, fish, livers, uh, no, not livers, <laughs> by this time the plate is now here, okay, <laughs> and I got to decide if I'm going to break bread with whatever this is or not, okay, And I did. And I sort of swallowed it whole and said, you know, these are so good, we have to share them. And so they passed it around, and and by the time the plate got back to me, there weren't any more. So, you know, sometimes just being gracious in this breaking of bread thing, you know, can be an important part of this. But, you know, I, I mean, please i don't know why this is becoming an important thing to talk about but there was a korean church that had started over at bethel and they were meeting in one of the the rooms and uh they'd been there about a year and i bumped into one of their elders out in the hall and they and so he said well you know how is it going you know how is how is it having us here and i said oh it's it's great i says well there is one problem and he's like oh really what's the problem i said well you have these meals every month i said and and you never invite me he goes you want to come And and I said, yes, I want to (laughs) come. So anyways, so I get invited to the next dinner, all right? And in the back are a bunch of Korean ladies that are making the food, all right? From what I can tell, do not speak one word of English at all, so I can't really communicate with them, but I communicated with them. You know how I communicated with them? They brought the food over, and I ate it okay, and, uh, and so, and here's what happened, was that they brought the food over, and, you know, they say, oh, well, yeah, this, uh, Americans usually don't like this one, I said, no, come on, put some on, you know, it's like this, you know, it's all this, like, ridiculously spicy food, all right, you know, which, of course, I don't have a problem with that, so, anyway, so, but relationship building around food, I cannot justify or explain it, I can merely tell you that it's so, all right, that there is something about eating together, and In the Bible, okay? So, I mean, it's not just me. I'm not making this up because I like to eat, all right? (laughs) You know, I I mean, this is, it's in the, they devoted themselves to breaking bread, all right? And and what took place, you know, because when they broke bread, it was not like going out to a hot dog stand, okay? I mean, the the sharing of a meal in a home, you know, is is a, you know, it's an experience. It's a relational experience. And and so building the relationships around uh, this, you know, was an important thing. And to prayer. You know, these people were people of prayer. And they devoted themselves to it. And um, the the comparison I make here is, like, when I was a kid, um, there was something, like, in a, I think it was in, a, like, a, a Nestle's Crunch Bar or something like that, where for, uh, like, 25 cents and, uh, you know, and certain number of wrappers, I could send it in, and I would become a member of the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> okay? Now... By becoming a member of the M- Mickey Mouse Club, okay, there were certain things that I had to agree to, all right, and, uh, you know, I had to be a good Mouseketeer and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and then I had to sign my name at the bottom and send the 25 cents in a certain number of wrappers and, you know, and I got my official Mickey Mouse Club card back, all right? My concern is that we as Christians never fall to that, okay, that, that, our, that the way that we address our walk with the Lord never becomes something where I've, I've made the checklist and so, you know, so now I'm sort of okay, they devoted themselves. I never devoted myself to being a Mickey Mouse Club. The, the ears, I never wore them, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just, it was just too much, you know? I just said, no, I'm just not going that far, all right? <laughs> I, I hope that is learning laughter, <laughs> okay? Because, you know, if the things that God calls us to become mere small appendages, okay? If they become mere small appendages, you know, little things that we do, that are kind of cute because we're Christian, you know, but never become that which we are devoted to. You know, we will have missed the opportunity for God not only to bless us, but to use us powerfully as a blessing to other people. I, l- I left it out of here because it was actually in the other message that I preached in Svayava, but I'll, I'll end with this. There was something I read in a book called uh, it was The Christian Complete Armor by uh, William Gernal, and there's this, this little section on something called singularity. And singularity um not the scientific term that has to do with you know one time occurrences, but uh it was about not changing the face of pressure you know that um and it was about maintaining Christian character wherever I am, whatever the circumstances I've seen you do this uh, you just i mean you you're sitting in front of me and I, and I i I have admired that in you, not to say I haven't seen it in somebody else but she she's right there you know this I'm not going to heap and mound it on you above, you know, what perhaps I should. But on the other hand, I'm, I, I'm not going to shift or change to be more acceptable to you. I, I'm a follower of Christ, and the, this, is the, this is what I'm about, and, and so just to be that. You know, and so this devotion thing, this thing about devoting yourself to, the, to you know, to the apostles' teaching, which we now have in, in the Bible, you know, uh, to, the breaking, to, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. But this idea of devotion— you know, and, and looking to, you know, the walk that we're walking with Jesus and, you know, asking God to just begin somewhere and begin to just draw us in to a greater devotion to the things that God has, has, has called us to. You know, that these become, you know, the markers of us uh, as we interact with others that become the opportunities for witness, that become the opportunities for salvation, that become the opportunities for the building of the kingdom of God. Because it's him, we, we plant in water, it's him that gives the increase. But as we are devoted followers, you know, that, uh, that, that we begin this way. And so next week I'll, I'll pick up from there and we'll go forward again. If you want to see sort of a little bit of a summary, I did a, a, a video summary of the message from McCatchville last week. It's up on. on, on Thanks so much for listening to this podcast brought to you every week by Henrietta Christian Fellowship, located at 1085 Middle Road in Rush, New York. If you have a prayer request or a need, we want you to know that we're here for you. Please send us an email at henriettacf at gmail.com. That's henriettacf at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening, and God bless.